everyone, Simon here, just doing a little solo episode. Let's call it a mini-sode. It's not going to be a long one. I know that we haven't been doing the Chronicles on the Fly podcast recently. We will hopefully be getting back into it. So it's just been a little bit difficult to organize the three of us. But this one is just to introduce a little guest appearance that I did recently on another podcast called the Gentleman Ultra podcast, which is a football podcast. Obviously, you know that we talk a lot about football on our own podcast, but this podcast is also hosted by a fellow Australian, Frank, who's based over in New South Wales. And they were doing a series during the World Cup called Three World Cup Questions and had me on, I suppose, in my capacity as producer of the Serie A Chronicles podcast, which listeners to Chronicles on the Fly will know that we produce with uh, the brilliant Nikki Bandini and Mina Rizuki. So I was on that podcast recently talking about my love of football, the Italian national team, and following Italy around the World Cup in 2006 to watch and witness them lift the trophy. Um, so, yeah, the discussion was a lot about that and the history of me watching and loving the World Cup and obviously it was very Italian team related. Um, so here's just a five or so minute preview of that. Pretty good conversation for those of you who are into football. The link to the full podcast on the Gentleman Ultras platform will be in the show notes. So go and look at that, click the link and go and listen to the full conversation. But for now, here's a preview. And I just want to say, have a great Christmas and New Year. And hopefully, we'll talk to you soon. But I grew up with the myth or the legend of 82. And I think every Italian family had the 82 squad poster on their wall. In the garage, yep, we had it. In the garage, (laughs) frames behind glass. So I grew up looking up at those players. Obviously, you know, I was two or three years old when, when Italy won that. But to me, they were legends. That was this myth, you know, Paolo Rossi. Paolo Rossi was Italy, and I don't even mean was the Italian football team. Paolo Rossi was Italy to me. He represented what Italy is. For me, growing up as a kid, that's what I felt. And I said to him, you know, how much? He said, 300 euro each. I did not even bargain. I just, here you go. Here's the money. He goes, you're going to love it. They're going to be the best seats. And I'm like, oh, God, is he scams me? Yeah, yeah. Turned out, no, they were legit seats, and we got in probably halfway through the Italian national anthem. And that moment, you know, I've grown up listening to the Italian national anthem in World Cups, but that moment that I got in and saw the players lined up for the national anthem, my heart was just jumping out of my chest, you know. It was just an amazing moment. But there are many moments that I could list. I was at the semifinal in Dortmund, Italy against Germany. I've, I've never been more on the edge of my seat. I was in the, the upper corner section with all the other Italian fans and just the intimidating atmosphere every time the Italian fans you know, started up. The rest of the German crowd would just immediately drown us out by whistling or, or doing their own chants when, when those two goals went in. Well, it was basically one long celebration. 
Yeah. There was no it was time three to minutes stop. apart or not, not even oh, you know, three, yeah, or four three minutes. minutes. Apart. We had not finished celebrating Grosso's goal. We turned around and Del Piero's plonking the ball into the top corner. It's like, what? I probably missed all his run from, from the defensive penalty box all the way through. <laughs> Turn around and in time to see the ball go in again. And it was just total. Total delirium. I can't put it into words. Oh, that's you amazing. Know. I'm getting goosebumps as you're telling me. Yeah. I get goosebumps. I think about it often, you know, those those two games, you know, the semi and the final. It's really difficult to put into words, you know, because, I, I, you know, I was 25 at that point. I'd grown up, my first World Cup, you know, in my memory was Italia 90. And I had not missed a World Cup match. Just a total dedicated family, madly passionate about Italian football. And... Grew up with heartbreak, basically. Penalty shootout in Italian 90. Penalty shootout in 94. 98. Even throw in their Euro 2000. You know, we were 30 seconds away from winning that. All I knew of the Italian national team, loving them so much, was heartbreak. And then to be there when we actually won it. Oh, you know, I can I can feel it inside me now. Just talking about it, you know, yeah. it's just the, the most amazing feeling that that I could ever experience in terms of being a football fan. It's something that I'll carry with me for the rest of my days. But the first half of that semi final is unbelievable. Demetrio Albertini playing in the center of the park, playing like almost like a quarterback, just spraying balls over the top of the defense for Budjo to score those beautiful goals. And he, he even hit the bar himself. And he was just on fire. And I just remember that was a, a beautiful half of football for Italy. So that it was always a favorite match of mine. But you cannot beat the 2006 semifinal because it was just end-to-end open play, just absolute craziness. You know, Cannavaro was... They called him the, the Muro di Berlin or the Berlin Wall. He started the, the counter-attack for the second goal that, that Del Piero scored with that amazing header and then collected his, collected his header after that by nicking it off Podolski. But aside from that, he was just throwing himself at everything and Materazzi was amazing as well. And yeah. Right at the start of extra time, Giladino hit the post and then I think a minute and a half later, Zambrotta smashed the hardest shot you would ever see against the, the crossbar. And I always say that Fabio, Care, Fabio Caressa, the um, Sky Italia commentator, and Giuseppe Bergomi's sidekick, when you go back and watch the highlights, was just a gift we were given. <laughs> Their commentary, you know, Caressa's commentary, just put poetry to the pitches. Because that was my first love in football. So I can't ever go past them. And... I'm a Roma fan from when I was about six or five or six years old. And Roma happened to have this amazing midfield captain, midfield playmaking general called Giuseppe Giannini. The prince. Yes, Il Principe, who subsequently became my idol and to this day still is. And then when I saw him playing in that Italian 90 team and what I loved about his role in that team is just everything went through him. You know, he took free kicks. He put in the through balls. He just was the the midfield rotation man. You know, the, the play just went through him. I loved that. I loved that. I wanted to be like that, you know, when I was playing soccer down at my local, my local team. You know, I tried to model myself on him as much as possible. And his elegance and style, the way he would tuck in the back of his shirt but let the front hang out. It was just so classy. His His long flowing hair and... 
I just fell in love with him and and I fell in love with that team. Obviously, we had Budge or Skilachi, you know, those two emerged out of nowhere. They weren't even weren't even starters, but they just came to life in that in that World Cup. And Bergomi Baresi at the back were just have you ever seen a better defensive pairing? A nineteen year old Paolo Maldini flying down the wing, sending in crosses and 